This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Oh, Ooh, coming in hot, coming in hot right there. What's up? Hey, what's up with the what's up, man? Uh, MMA Takes Podcast, your host, Brian Petrie. That's me. Excited to do this show today. Pop for this card. I need to rebound after last weekend's horrific showing. Uh, down eight units. Let's just not, listen. I sugarcoat it. I'm down eight units. I had a I had a rough. I hit one bet. I had a rough week. Um, you know what? I withdrew money, all of my money from the the um FanDuel account, and uh, I I mentioned on the podcast I was going to buy a 49 inch uh, monitor. I got a 34 inch in front of me. Couldn't afford the 49 inch because of the losses. But I tell you what, I tell you what. I saw shout out Micro Center because I saw all the monitors. I had literally everyone I looked at. 49.1 produces so much heat. I'm talking heat that I'd be sweating through everything if I fucking had that. So kind of a blessing in disguise is 34.1 is I'm perfect. Um, and I looking to go 13 and 0. There's 13 fights this weekend. We're gonna get into the pickums. I got fire fucking picks. And uh, we got some business to take care of beforehand. First and foremost, I have a ponytail in right now. My wife put it in. I just got out of the shower. The hair bounces all on my face. She put just the top ponytail in. I've never had a ponytail. but I mean, she's put it in once or twice before. This is something new to me. I'm a, I'm a ponytail guy currently while trying to grow this hair out. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I love it. Um, I know I don't like it. Let me just put it that way. I know I don't like it. Um, all right. So, listen. I mean, this is, we, we got to talk about it. So last podcast I posted, I complained about Devin Tejada. <clears throat> He's been a uh, fixture of the show for a while now. Guest picker then kind of morphed into, you know, you know, he, he ran the Instagram for a little bit and then uh, just a good guy, just a friend and, and a guy that support the show and, and want to hop on and be on the show. So I, I posted or excuse me, I, I recorded a podcast and expressed on the podcast my, a uh, little upset, displeased with how he handled the uh, my losses on Saturday. You know, a guy's down eight units. Five of that coming from his current favorite fighter. You know, you kick him while he's down. It's a little bit of a ga- gambling etiquette. You know, I kind of, I, I, I didn't plan on it, but that's what happened. I kind of unleashed uh, my feelings. I'm an emotional guy. When I get this fucking microphone from me, I don't know what I'm going to say, but um, he didn't take too kindly to that. And rightfully so. I agree with him. I 100% agree with him. Listen, I should have approached him first and and gave him my opinions and, and said everything I said on the podcast to him a hundred percent. I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. Uh, uh, you know, he's very upset. He said, I broke man code and uh, yeah. So we, we chose to go our separate ways, you know, and in, 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 in listen, Devin's a great guy. I've been thinking about it for a little bit um, cause he doesn't gamble and we've really shifted to more of a gambling content podcast. You know, it's like, Having a car salesman sell cars who doesn't have a license, you know what I mean? It's, it's it, it it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit that he didn't gamble and that he was giving out picks and stuff. So, you know it is what it is. I'm not going to bat him out the guy. There's nothing bad to say about the guy. He's, he's a smart guy. He knows a shit ton about MMA. Um, and hopefully now <clears throat> he has tweeted about, or excuse me, Instagram about it that he's going to start his own podcast and it's going to be MMA based. I'm going to root for it. I'm going to subscribe to it. I'll shout it out on here. And if you're listening and you you came over because of of Devin and you're a Devin fan, um, uh, hopefully you'll stay with us. If not, I'm sorry. You know, I'll obviously uh, 
like I said, I'll post when he starts uh, his podcast. So all the best to Dev Tata. Listen, the guy goes on top. He won the Pickums. Um, he's the champ. He's walking away like a beeb. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I want to get that out of the way. I want to address it, you know. And uh, yeah, so that's that. All the best to Devin Tejada. We move forward. Uh, one other thing before we get on, it's just something that I was thinking about before we get on to the picks. They uh, there's some pictures that got released of um, of uh, the UFC Venom fight kits, and some people are a little upset with them. They don't like them, which I think is crazy. Like, what's not to like about them? They're simple. It's a clean design. I don't want fucking Venom skulls. I don't want uh, you know, snakes and scorpions and all that shit. That's the worst thing when I want a clean, simple design. We saw a little bit of picture of uh, Brian T. City, Ortega, and Aljamain Sterling. It got leaked, uh, I think, Aljo on his Instagram. And then I saw it on Reddit. Oh, I just burped. Sorry, I had tacos. Um, I like them. So if you're one of those, like, affliction, Ed Hardy fucking, where are the skulls at? Fuck off, Okay. We don't need that shit, okay? Clean. I when you, <clears throat> I was kind of against the Reebok deal in the very, very beginning because it kind of took away some some fighters' originality. I liked, you know, Cub Swanson always wore, like, the sickest shorts that really made him stand out. And, and Cejudo used to wear, you know, the gold box, gold, like, Muay Thai boxing uh, shorts um, for his gold medal days. I like the that they got to really express themselves. In the early Reebok days, it was black and white, right? It was a little... You know, whatever. And then they they slowly started moving out more colors and really representing where you're from. Hopefully Venom learns from that. But when I look at other sports or excuse me, other MMA organizations like Bell Bellator, for example, and the guys have um ads all over the shorts and they got that big fucking tarp on, you know, when they're doing the countdown, or excuse me, when they're getting introduced and they got the big tarp. It looks a little, you know, cheap. Amateur, right? I like the clean look. I like the uniform look. Imagine if the NFL that like some players just had fucking logos all over their uniform, like almost like a fucking NASCAR thing. Like I just a clean look for a clean sport. I like it. And I, and I'm not a fan of Venom, right? They released like a couple weeks ago. I saw they released like a, a, a combat sports, like track suit thing, a pants and hoodie. And a lot of people liked it. I mean, I don't really wear track suits. I might, if I join like a fucking, organized crime unit i mean a gang mafia whatever i don't know if there's in cincinnati but there are and i join it then i'm gonna wear it but uh right now i have no need for it but i didn't hate it and i didn't hate the uniform here i know that's kind of the talk of the town on mma twitter um yeah if you're watching you get to watch the ponytail i didn't mention that you don't really get to see it much on camera but uh mma takes podcast on youtube get that subscribe button more video content coming your way. And the last thing before we do the fights, again, this is another thing I wasn't going to talk about, but a la Brian, I'm very, you know, it's on the top of my brain, so I'm going so to do it. So I've been plugging away at um, getting sponsors, right? I used to, I used to, when I first started this show, it was a website that turned into a podcast that turned into me wanting to interview fighters that turned into a gambling show. It always was gambling based, but now that's like the main focus, right? Because that's what like I'm into. Gambling's blowing up. It's getting legalized everywhere. I'm, I'm, you know, besides last weekend, I'm making a nice little living off it. Um, <clears throat> so this show has really morphed into multiple different things, 
And I used to DM fighters all the time to get them on. I mean, I mean, I can't even tell you how many I did, right? So many DMs, so many ghosts, so many no's, so many, yeah, let's set it up, and then never anything happening. And then eventually I something dawned on me, like, I don't really want to interview fighters because I'm talking shit about most of these fighters, you know, and fighters get sensitive when you pick against them, rightfully so. So I didn't really want that pressure to interview someone when I'm picking against them, right? So I, I didn't want, you know, <clears throat> drop that. I didn't want any favorites. My favorite's already Don Madge because he let me interview him. That's like the only interview I did. Devin did one with Adrian Nez. But uh, other than that, I've moved on from that. So I've gotten some opportunities to have sponsors, but it's like basically commercials. Like iHeartRadio offers pre-roll commercials. If you if you put your on their on their platform, you can you can sign off on that. It's literally like Froya yogurt running before your podcast. I don't really want that. It's not all about making money for me at this point. Love to make some extra cash. And the, but it's I'm not going to sell out for fucking pre-roll commercials. I don't want you guys to sit through that. I think that's bullshit. Same thing with this other ad agency that keeps emailing me. It's the same thing. You get I get to pick where the ads show up, but it's like a commercial. Right? You can still 30 seconds it and skip it or whatever, but you're still hearing some other guy's voice jump in and and say, "Hey, buy a fucking Hyundai," right? And I get 3 cents for every download I get. So <clears throat> that's something I'm not really interested in. So I've reached out to companies that I want to work with and I've got some nibbles and, and I've been doing this for a little bit, but I, I, I've been laying off uh, lately and then, or excuse me, I've been laying off until lately where I've been hammering it uh, a big ad, a big advertiser that I would absolutely love to work with bit on one of my nibbles. I had to fill out a bunch of paperwork and numbers and, and, and send them, you know, shit, whatnot. Um, and uh anyway um they bit right and then i had a follow-up email and then i had a phone call and then i pitched this fucking guy on the phone like nobody's business i'm pit- I, i'm not the best salesman i need that needs to be something better i need to be way better at promoting myself and being a salesman but i just i i thought about it for a long time and i just i went with this pitch and he seemed to like it right but he wasn't and he told me flat out he's not the decision maker, right? He's the one that is going to bring this to decision makers. So it's a very, very long shot. But the the silver lining is, is, is I made it to the door. I'm not quite through the door yet, but I made it through the door. And if I partner up with these people, um, sponsor me or whatever, affiliate program, whatever you want to call it, um, it'd be a big deal. It'd be a big deal. And again, my whole pitch was I'm a small show. My audience is, is, is growing. It's the loyal listeners. Thank everyone that listens to this. I gave you guys credit and I think, you know, you should catch me now why I'm cheap and then we can make this bigger because if I partner with you, I legitimize myself and, and then you can help me grow and then it could be a win-win for both of us. I want you to take a chance on a small guy. Basically that's what my pitch was. And, uh, it, it was well received to, to the person I was talking to, but again, not the decision maker. So again, it's a long shot. It's a very long shot, but it, I, I'm, I'm staying confident. I'm staying positive. Have, this was Monday, right? Monday. Yeah. I'm, this is today's Wednesday, Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember my brain's mush, but, um, <clears throat> I haven't heard anything today, obviously, but I'm staying positive. So I will let you know, obviously if it, if it works out, you'll be hearing it. And if it doesn't, within a week's time or whatever, I think I'll hear back. I'll let you know if it blew up in my face, and I'll I'll tell you the company name and what I went for because I'm not going to badmouth the company because eventually I'm going to want to work with them anyway once I get bigger. We got to grow this. Speaking of that, subscribe, uh, YouTube's hit that fucking like button on. What, what do they say? What do the YouTubers say? Smash that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Do all that. Also, go to iTunes, rate and review. 
Go to my uh, Twitter, MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter. I got 186, 85 followers. I think I just lost a follower. Uh, probably for being too goddamn funny. But uh like to get to 200. That'd be nice. That's not a huge goal. 200, right? We can get to 200. Let's go. Let's motherfucking go. All right, fight night. I'm excited. I'm ready to rebound, guys. You know what I mean? So horrible week last week. Down eight units. I'm switching books up. I'm switching everything up. Um, this is the first time in a long time where I have to I have to add real money. Like I said, I withdrew from FanDuel, bought the monitor, was down a lot, figured I'm gonna take it out now, get something I want, because I earned that money. That's that's money I won. Um, and this is the first time in a while I'm gonna have to dip in the bank account and fucking add money to, you know, get something started. But this is a card to get it done. I'm confident in these picks, baby. Let's go. Jason Witt, 18 and 6. He's a plus 105 underdog. He is fighting Matthew Selmsberger, who is 7 and 2, minus 124. My handwriting's bad. Maybe 129. Hang on a second. I'm missing something here. There it is, right there. Minus 124. Um, my handwriting was bad on my paper. <clears throat> uh, Selmsberger made his yesterday debut as Carlton minus. Who? Yeah, Carlton. His name's Carlton. He's from Alaska. Black guy from Alaska with his name Carlton. That's a rough life. I'm sure he's a sweet guy. Not the best fighter in the world. Probably not UFC caliber, but, you know, hopefully he goes by Carlton or has some kind of nickname like C-Money or something like that. Uh, Selensberg looked good, though. He bullied him around. That's kind of a style. He's not really... I think he would probably classify himself as a striker. I don't think he's all that world-class. I think he's big. I think he's strong. His grappling's pretty decent. Um, but I think Jason Witt has better grappling. Jason Witt is, is your classic wrestler, and he's going to come out there. He's going to take you down. His stand-up is okay. It's not great. He got knocked out by Sato, a fight that I had him in as a big underdog. I believe I have it picked against Jason Witt, if I'm being honest with you. Um, he's two fights in the UFC. He's one and one I think I picked him both times. He won his last time out. Looked pretty impressive. This is a tough fight. This is a tough style matchup. Selensberger is a guy who I've seen early in his career. He's only 7-2, so it's still fairly young in his career. I've seen him get pushed up against the cage. I've seen him get out-wrestled. He's a big, strong guy with some good cardio. Um, I just don't know if his striking is like world-class. Like Sato, Sato can lay out one strike. That's what happened to Witt. Witt took that fight on short notice and got fucking laid out one strike. Sato can do that to anybody. Selensberger cannot. But he's a grinder. He's tough. Jason Witt um, has a good camp. I believe he's a Colorado guy. I think he's out there. I don't know. He's not Whitman, but he might be Team Elevation. Um, let's see. This is probably going to tell me. Glory MMA. So he's a fucking Kansas City guy. Damn. One of my system points was you don't bet James Krause. And then, and you know what? I'm going against my system. I'm going Jason Witt. Listen, he's a plus. Plus 105. I like the odds. I'll give me the plus. That's, that, that's basically an even money underdog with slight bump. You're going to double your money. Um, <clears throat> hundred, you know, spend a hundred, uh, hundred five, uh, but, but, but what hundred bucks, get 105 bucks back. I like that. Right. Stellensburg is a really low price as well. If people are a little more higher, higher on him than I am, I believe he's a Maryland kid. He, he grew up, uh, fighting that East coast uh, stuff, which I think that East coast, if you get a Jersey ring of honor, there's some really fucking tough guys there. Hasn't blown me away on tape. He just really hasn't. His USC debut was against Carlton Minus, who isn't really the world beater. Jason Witt fought Cole Williams, who isn't great, but he's a good wrestler. And Witt showed him what real good wrestling is. And he and he dominated that fight and, and won by uh won by an arm triangle choke, I believe. Anaconda choke, maybe. Submitted him. Uh impressive performance. But if roles reversed here, because I think this match was very close, if if Witt was the minus and Sellenberg was the plus, I'd probably take Sellenberg. I think this would be a very close fight. 
And I think it's really going to prove who's who, right? Because Jason Witt's a good wrestler with okay striking, comes from a good camp. That's what people tell me, a good camp. Selensberg, a little bit unknown, right? Um, I don't follow him on really any social media. I know he's from Frederick, Maryland, right? Yeah, Frederick, Maryland, Clinch Academy. I got to imagine he's went on. You know, he's 6'1", pretty big for the weight class. He's young. I got to imagine he left. Maryland. I mean, what, what, what? I mean, who's out in Maryland? What is that? Um, I know James Vick, uh, Sudi, uh, Yusuf, They train at the Lloyd Irvin's Academy of Maryland. Maybe he's training at Lloyd Irvin. I don't know. There's not many big gyms right there, so I don't know if he's left or not. I got to get on that. But I'm going with underdog money plus 105. Take it. Like his wrestling. Next up, Junior Fry, who is uh, excuse me here. Junior Fry is a plus 155 dog versus Gloria DePaula minus 200. This line, first off. This is a pass for me, okay? That's a no for me, dog. Um, this line's absurd. Junior Fry has not looked good in the UFC. Former champion outside the UFC. She's been, I don't think she's won a fight in the UFC, but she seems strong. She seems strong early on. Gloria De Pilot was on the Contender Series, outgrappled a girl in the Contender Series. That didn't blow me away. She's young. Um, you know, she's, she's a Brazil, the shoot the box academy. Uh, you know, she's tough, she's aggressive, but you know, she's got some weird losses on her record here. Uh, two by decision. Hasn't really fought many like really good girls. I mean, the one girl's two and one, the other one's six and one that she lost to. I mean, they're not blowing me away. And then she's on the contender series, one of unanimous decision. This line, her being a minus two hundred, it's people in Vegas going, Oh, Junior Fry, yeah, yeah. Fade her because she hasn't won a fight yet. I understand that, but I want to take the underdog so bad here. I'm not. I'm going to take chalk. I'm not going to spend too much on this fight. I, I really don't know what to expect. This is a pass on me. This is just a pick. This isn't even a pick. I'm not going to play this fight. Uh, I advise you, unless you have a really strong lead and you like dogs and you like fry, plus 155 is great, but she just really hasn't shown up in UFC. She's got a terrible record. She's fought some good women. Gloria DePaula is, is, is you know, a little bit younger, uh, a lot of younger, and, um, 200 favorite, though, is is crazy for a debut over a vet like this. Absolutely crazy. And this is, I mean, listen, this is women's MMA. Fucking anything can happen. Fucking anything can happen. So I don't like it. Speaking of women's MMA, Courtney Casey. <clears throat> Gloria DePaul is my pick, by the way, but I'm not going to bet that. Courtney Casey, plus 120 underdog versus J.J. Aldrich, who is a minus 148. Another fight that's kind of got me a little like, hmm, why is that, right? Courtney Casey, nine and eight. Not great. That's not a great record. Off the who's who is, uh, I think she's coming off loss before that. She had a win. Um, she's fought everybody. She has. JJ Aldridge fought a lot of people too. JJ Aldridge pieced up Macy Barber on the feet. JJ Aldridge has great boxing. Um, her biggest problem is, is she's a little undersized at one, uh, was this 125, right? Or 115? 125. Little undersized at 125. Courtney Casey's kind of a long, uh, longer girl. JJ Aldridge has good boxing. She's fast. She trains with the champ, well, former champ, Nut Rose. So she's getting in good work. She's she's getting all the good looks, but it hasn't really translated yet, right? She starts off good and she kind of fades and, and then ends up losing either on the ground or, or, or whatnot. Courtney Casey's a good this fight to the ground. Courtney Casey is aggressive enough. And um, listen, I, there's very few times I do this. I'm not the most confident in women's fights, at least my ability to pick winners in women's fights. I've told you that. That's one of my weaknesses as a capper. I'm trying to fix that. Trying, that's that's a weak point of me. I'm trying to fix it. That's what I'm going to do, right? Weak, trying to fix. Um, but uh, give me the dog. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. 
We need more dogs. This is my underdog lock of the night. I can't believe I'm taking Courtney Casey, who's 9-8, and eight, as an underdog lock of the night. But listen, plus 120 against J.J. Aldridge, who's undersized, who has a disadvantage on the ground. I'm sure she's working her takedown offense. She definitely has an advantage on the feet, but Courtney Casey is tough. I think her nickname's like Cast Iron or something. What is her name? It's got to be Cast Iron. If I'm right, I'm awesome. Cast Iron, yes. She's tough. She's a tough girl. She's fought everybody at 125. I like this fight for her. A little surprised she's a plus number. I knew the line was going to be close. I did not think she'd be on the plus side. I know she has a lot of ugly losses, but I just don't think J.J. Aldridge is... Is that above her? I just don't think it is. I think it's going to be a competitive fight. I think if Casey gets it to the ground, she'll win. If JJ keeps to the feet, she'll win. But I see Casey really being able to get to the ground, being the bigger, stronger girl. Underdog lock. Lock it up. That's a bet right there, baby. That's a bet. And you better believe I've looked at the props. Prop shows Friday night. Um, I'm going to take this either Casey by submission or, or, or Casey by decision. That would be my play on the prop here. Um, again, I don't have that pulled up. I should. Should be a little more prepared. All right, next up, Nasrat Haparaz getting this fight. Supposed to fight my guy, Don Madge. So you know I wasn't picking Nas, uh, Nasrat when he was fighting Don Madge. Don Madge was a plus 225 underdog. Don Madge could not leave South Africa, which breaks my heart because I've been Jones and see this guy fight. Uh, Nasrat Haparaz is a minus 375, which you know what? All things considered, that's a pretty good number. He's fighting Rafi Garcia, who's a plus 275 underdog. Undefeated guy for Kalambata. Uh, that's like a feeder program for the UFC now there's a lot of guys really good guys coming from that organization this guy's undefeated um uh, good on the ground powerful in the hands uh has a lot of finishes via submission but he's fighting a guy that I'm pretty high on I was high on Nasrat um when he uh before the Jude Dober I did a video of him picking him against Dober and he got slept but this this kid is legit this kid is really good uh his striking's good his, his takedown offense is good Garcia is very small for 155. Short, built like a fucking fire hydrant. Throws power shots, but his boxing isn't world class. And, and, and I just don't think he's going to be able to get Nasrat down. You look at this, you know, most people might look at this and minus 375 Nasrat. They're like, oof, that's steep. Yeah, but I actually like that line because I think this is. This was a huge step up for Don Madge, right? This was a big fight for Don Madge. This is a guy that could easily be ranked if he just a couple fights went his way. He's very talented. Um, and Javi Garcia is coming up, undefeated guy from from Calabatas, who is fighting some good people, but not this level, right? And I and I watch some tape on him, and and I don't think he's this level. Um, so I'm going Nasrat. Right. I'm hammering that. That was almost my mortal lock. Didn't want to give that high of a mortal lock, but no, I'm going to bet it. I'm going to bet that, right? That's that's a parlay. That is a straight shot. If you if you a straight play. If you really want to. Um, you know, if you really want to put some money down and risk it, I, I think I think this is a good play. I mean, if, if I could give out two more locks, I would. Nasrat is 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 a good bet. Minus three seventy five. I imagine that's going to climb when when they announce his new opponent. I projected in my head five hundred, five fifty, three seventy five is kind of like a dream. It's kind of like a dream. All right, next up, Hani Yaya, one of the coolest names. Minus three hundred five versus Ray Rodriguez. Hey, Ray Rodriguez. Sounds like just like the, like a, a dude that just he's from San Antonio, Texas. That kind of sucks. I was hoping he was from like Jersey because like Ray Rodriguez is such a Jersey name. Contender Series Combate. This guy's been everywhere. Uh, got stopped in the Contender Series by Tony Gravely. Made his UFC neighbors Brian Kellenher and just got fucking his neck <laughs> choked. Kellenher chokes everyone. He's fighting Yanni Yaya, uh, who's been around for fucking ever. He's twenty six and ten. He's got amazing ground game is a draw his last time out for that uh ricky simone just 
avoided the ground and pieced him up on the feet. Before that, he had a lot of wins. You know, Luke Sanders, Russell Doan, Henry Baronis, Joe Soto back in 2017. We haven't seen Baronis in a while, or excuse me, we haven't seen uh, Yaya in a while. Over a year, March 14th last year, at a draw. Um, this guy's lights out on the ground. Ray Rodriguez is a guy who is is going to want to keep his fight on the feet, obviously. He's going to want to standing. Um, not the most powerful guy in the world to me. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I want to take Rodriguez. I mean, at plus 240, Hania is old. Um, you know, he's shown a good chin. He's shown toughness. He's shown durability. But Ray Rodriguez is staring at me at plus 240. He's got seven losses, though. That that's Again, that's one of my system plays. I've already won against my system once. Should I do it again? I can't. I'm going Yaya. Listen, he got a cool name. His jiu-jitsu lights out. His stand-up's coming a long way. He's durable as fuck. I just don't see how Ray's going to take him out. I'm going to go Yaya here. I'm a little disappointed if I'm being honest with you. I really wish I could put my nuts on the table here. Going Yaya, probably a fight I'm going to stay away from if I'm being completely honest with you, which I always am. Honest Brian is what they call me. No one calls me that. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Yaya. I'm not happy about it. I, I, I I just can't pick Rodriguez, right? I like, you know, just can't. I just can't pick Ray Rodriguez. I'm sorry. All right, next up, fight I'm looking forward to. A whole bunch. This is probably gonna be fight of the night, in my opinion. Charles Jordan, 10-3-1. Charles Air Jordan, 26, or excuse me, 10-3-1, minus 265. Favorite versus Marcelo Rojo. Plus 210. Rojo, I believe was who was he supposed to fight recently? Baronas? Honey or Bosolos? Honey? Honey Bosolos? Yeah, Honey. He's supposed to fight Honey. I looked up tape on this guy when he was supposed to fight Honey. I, I've rewatched him today. He's an exciting dude. This guy's a character from Argentina, I believe. Fought a lot in Combatas. I love saying Kabatas. That makes me sound so fucking cultured. Kabatas. Um, this guy, when he knocks people out, he finishes people. He does like a fucking T-Rex thing, dude. I want to see that. That's fucking awesome. Big, big, powerful guy. Good off his back. Um, his only issue is, I think sometimes he, he can't keep up with the pace. He's only lost fights that are very close. He's been submitted before, which is, you know, because he, he goes for stuff on the ground. He leaves himself vulnerable. So he has been submitted for um, John Castellanos was his last loss. He fights in the UFC. He's looked pretty good so far. Marcelo Rojo, though, 16-6. and six, Not the best record in the world. This kind of breaks my system rule. But systems are meant to broken. Give me Rojo, baby. I haven't even touched Jordan yet, but give me Rojo. Jordan, really good fighter. I've been on his side most of the time. When you when you come out last time, he had a draw against, uh, who do you have a draw against? Uh, Josh Kutalaba. The, the tough Hawaiian kid who who's durable as shit, but you can't have a draw with him, right? Charles Jordan doesn't have the biggest power in the world. He's very he's a very good striker. He's he's really well rounded. He's really rounded his game out. He has good submissions, good record, um, and and he's in shape. Like right, he he comes out in shape. He's gonna push around or fight for three rounds. But I think Marcelo just has that extra edge to him, like a little bit more power. I think he's gonna give some problems on the ground to Jordan. I don't think Jordan's as Killer black butt on the ground. Mar- Marcelo throws up legs, throws up fucking triangles, arm bars, whatever. He'll scramble on the ground. He, he, he's he's a finisher. He wants to get up. He wants to work. Like it's kill or be killed. This guy. Either I'm gonna take you out or you're gonna take me out. Um, never been knocked out before. Only been by submission. And in Charles Jan just doesn't have the best, biggest power. I just I, I think his striking is very crisp and, and very technical, but it's very point fighty. Um, I just I just don't love it. It's very John McDessie, you know, that's that Faraz style. You know, Faraz teaches, you know, technique over power, assume assumably, even though his brother just knocked fucking some dude dead. But um Jordan just doesn't have it, right? Uh power wise. And I just think Marcelo's gonna come out here 
and and lay some hands and you give me two to one, ten, two ten, you're gonna let me lay two ten over a guy who I want to see do the fucking T Rex when he fucking knocks me. Yeah, give me the two ten, baby, Marcelo Rojo. Let's fucking go. Next up, Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. I don't know why they rebooked this fight, but they did. Hill's a minus three sixty. Yoder's plus two seventy five. Fuck. I didn't like this fight when they booked it. On short notice, one of Yoder's cornermen tested positive for COVID. They rebooked it again. Gives each one a little more time. I don't know if they started cutting their weight or did. They, I think they weighed in. Yeah, so they did cut the weight. That kind of sucks. Yoder, I think, is a little bit bigger than Hill. Either way, I picked Yoder as the underdog last time. I'm sticking with my original gut. Minus two, or excuse me, plus two seventy five. Yeah, I mean. Angela Hill's getting a lot of favorable treatment here. I think she is the better fighter. This is how crazy MMA is. I think Angela Hill is the better fighter. I just think Yoder has that style to really give her problems. She makes fights ugly. Angela Hill just does not do well when fights get ugly. She's good in a clinch, not great off her back, and her stand-up is way better than Yoder. But Yoder's going to try to push that pace, try to take her down, wear her out, and uh, I think this could be a long night for Hill. However, the only reason I'm picking Yoder, and let me make this perfectly clear, the only reason I'm picking Yoder is because he's a plus 275. If this was an even money fight or even way less, i go Hill. But this is a number play. Is this a betting play? Maybe, because the number's so high. When the number gets as high, and I think it's a 50-50 fight, if I'm being honest with you, I think this line should be way closer um, because of Angela Hill's track record. You go 275. You take it. That's what you do. You fucking take it. It's almost three to one. You take it. I'm sorry. I I'm I keep forgetting I'm on camera, so I don't look at the camera a lot. So if you watch this on YouTube and I'm like looking down, it's because I'm looking at myself because I'm a fucking vain idiot that can't focus on the camera. All right. So yeah. So I'm going Yoder here, underdog. Nothing special about that play. I am gonna play it though. Uh, I do like uh, Yoder here in a toss up. That's a coin flip. And when you're giving me fucking 275 for a coin flip, yeah. I'm going to take it. You bet your ass. Next up, Eric, your boy, Anders, plus 150 versus Darren Stewart, minus 190. I believe his nickname's The Dentist. Huh, okay. How many dentists do you think there are in fighting? Probably a 1,000. How many your boys? None. Well, one, Eric Anders. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. When I was researching for this fight, I realized... I've never predicted an Eric Anders fight right. Never. I'm either, when he first came in, I was against him. I said, uh, I know he's from the LFA, just a former football guy, not that good, right? One fights. Then I was like, oh, maybe, you know, he won a national champion in Alabama. He's athletic. Maybe he's just one of those rare winners. So then I start going with him. Loses. I can't get this guy right. I can't. I pick him. I bet him. Uh, you know, I can't get him right. I was going to avoid this fight. I can't get him right, but I owe it to myself to get it right. Darren Stewart's a guy who's all over the map. All over the shop is what they say in England. Loses fights, wins fights, you know, beats Kevin Holland on my scorecard, beats Kevin Holland, and then lays a fucking egg to Fabio Minsky or whatever he did in Cage Wars. Like, this guy is infuriating to watch. Um, he, he's improved his cardio. He's a big, strong guy. I want to see him strike more. He's starting to kind of turn to wrestle a little bit, which I don't think will be good against Anders. Anders is going to get this fight to the ground. You got to stand up with him. I think Darren Stewart has a really good chin. I think he has really good power. Anders is really slow. His boxing's pretty good, but he's slow in there. 
plus 150, a lot of people like the dog in this. They're, they're taking a shot at Anders. I can see why. Um, you know, he's a tough, durable guy. He's been in there with some really high-level competition. Darren Stewart's a flake. You can't read this fucking guy. I can't read Anders. So I'm going to go Stewart here. I'm going to go Stewart, and I'm going to lay money on it. Minus 190, I'm going to lay money on it. I need to get over this hump. This is a fucking personal grudge I have against Eric Anders that I need to get over. I need to fucking predict him right at least one time. I'm picking Darian Stewart, and I'm betting him straight. This is not a parlay. You do not put this anywhere near your parlay. This will ruin your parlay. Guaranteed. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Uh, go straight. I'm going Darren Stewart. What? Fuck it. What's up? What's up now? Huh? I ain't scared. I ain't scared, Darren. I ain't picking against Anders. Fuck it. Next up, um, Mateus Mathis. I should know this guy's name. I just I just studied him all the time. I had it on. Uh, the volume was low though. <clears throat> I'm gonna. He's Brazilian. How do you think they? Mateus Mateus Nicolau versus Manuel Cop Cape Cop. Again, still don't know the pronunciation. Nicolau is a plus one twenty. Cape is a minus one fifty. Fight came together a little bit last minute. I love this fight. Both both these guys are guys that I have I've had my eye on for a little bit. Nicolau is is a really well rounded guy. Pushes the pace. Good cardio. Kind of one of those weird, you know, minded Diego Sanchezy. Not as crazy as Diego, but he does the breathing techniques where his stomach gets small and stuff. And Cape's a guy I backed in his UFC debut against Pantoja. He lost. Um, close fight, but he lost. Um, didn't do enough. He just didn't do enough. Nicolau's going to get this fight to the ground. Cape is, is or Cop, excuse me, Cap. His biggest weakness is the ground game. He, he doesn't want to get to the ground. He doesn't. He's been submitted before by Horiguchi. You know, he, he wants to stay off his back, and Nicolau wants to get him there. Nicolau has some tools to stay up on his feet as well. Cop needs to come out, and he needs to be aggressive, more aggressive. I think he's super athletic. I think his reflexes are great. I think he fought a little timid against Pan, uh, Pantoja because um, Pantoja is light down on the ground when it comes to submissions. But he needs to come out and he needs to prove something here. I think he could be a star at 125. For fucking Christ's sakes, he weighed in as a backup in case Moreno and Figgy went down. You need to – that was so much confidence in UFC that they need to go, this this guy needs to get a W. You need to go in your head. I need to fucking show up. He didn't really show up against Pantoja. I understand the game plan. It was it was kind of a slow-paced game plan. But with Nikolai, you got to put your foot on the gas here. You got to you got to prove it. You're in the main card. You're, you're you're getting a lot of faith. You're taking this fight on short notice. You know, there's a video of you and Khabib going around talking about soccer. Khabib's got a billion people that love him. So, you know, people are going to be watching you. I'm good to go with Cape here. I like Cape at minus 150. This is a fight I'm going to bet. Um, I'm not overly confident in it. A lot of people I like are on Nikolau. Um, so I'm split here. I'm split with with guys I respect. So uh, we'll see what what shakes out. I, I like Cape though. I like his 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 work pre UFC, his Pantoja fight. I saw a lot of opportunities in there. I saw a kid that had a lot of skill that was incredibly athletic that just didn't let it go. Right, fought too patient. I saw he had good cardio too. That wasn't the most high level fight, but he was moving const or excuse me high pace fight. But he was moving constantly, never slowed down. He just needs to put his foot on the gas. And Pantoja's no walk in the park. Pantoja's a legit dude. So um, this is a big step up in competition for Nick Lau, in my opinion. Um, and I think Cape should be the favorite here. Um, and he is, and I'm going to take him. I like him. That's my guy right now, right? Not officially. He's not on the list yet, but quickly becoming. Like, I like his attitude. He's intense in there. He's aggressive, usually. And I want to see him come out. I want to see that fucking, you know, like Kenny Florian says, that mean little prick. I want to see him come out and get fucking nasty in there. Let's get fucking nasty in there. All right, next up, John Martinez, minus 335 favorite versus Davey Grant. Davey Grant, 
plus 250. I am so surprised David Grant is still in the UFC. This guy fights once a year. I bet against him every time. He wins, he loses, whatever. John Martinez, a guy that I faded too. I, I, I've slept on Martinez for, for a long time. Um, I'm just like extra thirsty now. I don't know what it is. I got like three drinks by me, by the way. Um, this fight, this fight is, is an easy one, I think. Um, Martinez is 335, which normally I wouldn't like that because, you know, kind of an unproven fighter, um, you know, in the UFC, I should say, right? He, he's got some wins. He's got some losses. David Grant's been in the UFC longer, but I think Martinez maybe has more fights in him. I don't know. I could probably look it up, but I'm not. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is fucking Jonathan Martinez all day. And this is my mortal lock, mortal lock hammer, baby. Yeah, that's it. I mean, breakdown is this Martinez is better everywhere. Okay. Martinez is better everywhere. Davy Grant has surprised <clears throat> his standup is, is getting better. His ground game is where he was at when he was on the ultimate fighter. I believe he relied heavily on his ground game. His wrestling is non-existent. I think Jonathan Martinez is, is filling out his frame for 135. He's looked pretty good. Saw a picture with him and Alex Hernandez <clears throat> training for this fight. He looked good. He looked big. He looked strong. He looked focused. Um, I think he's, he's a finisher. I would prop for this to be a finish. I think uh, Jonathan Martinez can finish anywhere he wants. I think he's a bully ball him. I think he's a bully him around. This is fullback football, baby. He's going to fucking go in there and just bully David Grant around. David Grant's going to be on his back foot the entire time. Um, looking for his counter shot that he knocked out. Um, uh, fucking, what was the Hawaiian kid? Day? What's his name? Fuck, I have to look it up because it's going to be his last fight he knocked out. Martin Day. Martin Day. Fuck yeah. Um he looked for, you know, counter shot left hook. David Grant was getting knocked all over the place in that fight. I think Martinez is going to knock him around. I think Martinez is going to knock him around and fucking knock him out. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, yeah, that's that's an easy mortal lock. I know he's big. This is, let me tell you something, a little, little teaser for Friday, a little teaser for Saturday. This is definitely going to be in my slime ball parlay. Um, I'm tired of fading Jonathan Martinez. I'm tired of I think he's really skilled. I think this number, sure, you could look at it as being higher, uh, high at minus 335. It is high. It's, I mean, it's three to one. Um, but when you look at who he's fighting, I mean, there's, I mean, MMA is crazy. MMA is one of the hardest sports to gamble on, right? Anything can happen. I know everyone says that to every sport. I only gamble MMA and you know, so it makes me look better when I do well. So I got to say that, but, um, John Martinez, I think just, gonna. this is a lock. He's going to, you know, and I, and I promise you this, if he loses, if Martinez loses, I will clip what I just said. And I will pin it on my, I'll put it on my Instagram and I'll pin it on my Twitter and just loop it back and forth about how wrong I was. And I'll put like loser, I'll edit loser on my face. I don't think that's going to happen. All right, next up, fight that I'm looking forward to the most, more than the main event. Danny Gay, minus 134 versus Gavin Tucker, plus 110. A lot of people sour that Ige is not a bigger favorite here. Um, listen, Ige is as tough as they come. He's, he's an amazing guy. This is probably, I'm high on Gavin Tucker, by the way. If Gavin Tucker wins this, he's one of my guys. That's it. He's on the list. Forever loyal. Forever. What I don't have any Canadians on my list. I need a Canadian in there. Canadians are the best fans in MMA. I've said it. Um, I need a Canadian fighter. Gavin Tucker, this guy has impressed me every time he comes out. The only issue I have with Gavin Tucker is, is he hasn't fought a, a lot, right? He's he's starting to get a little older. He's 13 and 1. His one loss is Rick Lynn in the UFC. He got smacked around a little bit. That was for a million years ago. But he needs to fight a little more active because I think he's a legit guy. He's good on the ground. He's a black belt on the ground. Good wrestling. Good cardio. Really tight boxing. Power. 
is there, but it's not like one touch. Dan Ige is a guy who I think is going to have a speed disadvantage. I think Dan Ige is a little bit slower, but I think he has a little bit more. I think I think Tucker is primarily a boxer. I think Ige kicks a lot now. I think Ige has looked really good against a guy like Edson Barboza. He really mixed up his strikes, and he's so fucking durable and tough. If there's one guy right now in Gavin's Tucker career that I would want him to avoid is be a Dan Ige. Dan Ige coming off a loss to Calvin Cater. Five-round war, had a lot of momentum in that fight. His first main event, this guy's highly motivated and a tough, durable fucking dude. I I mean, he's a savage in there, great power. Gavin Tucker, though, is just, he's a little cleaner on the feet. I can see Danny Gay going, I fought Calvin Gator. He just fought for the, who fought Max Holloway. I I almost said for the title. Uh, I fought Calvin Gator five rounds. No problem. I fought Edson Barboza three rounds, beat him. I fought the who's who. I'm good. I'm Gucci. Who's Gavin Tucker? A lot of people don't think Danny Gay should have taken the taken this fight. I said took it, taken. But he did because he's a savage. But there could be a little bit of opportunity of him looking over Gavin Tucker, and Gavin Tucker is clean on the feet. I'm telling you, this guy's boxing is clean. His defense is good. His speed's really there. Um, I just think he needs to mix up his strikes a little more. I think Danny is going to come out kicking little calf kicks. We didn't really get to talk about calf kicks at 259. That really, no one really, I mean, they threw him, but no, it wasn't, they never really decided to fight. Anyway, point being, I'm going Gavin Tucker. I'm going plus 110. This is a fight I'm going to bet. I'm going to avoid this in my parlay. This is a straight bet. This is Gavin Tucker getting over the hump. 13 and 1, a little inconsistent in his UFC career as, as far as fighting often. Injuries have derailed him. I think he's in his 30s. Like, I think he's not like a young dude. Like, the time is now for him. Yeah, he's 34. Right? That's, you know, it's time to get going. And and I think he knows that. Gotta stay healthy and, and, and getting through Dan Ega and then getting through another guy. You're you're looking outside of top five, top eight. You get through Ige, and then you get through another guy who's ranked eighth, right? Ige's ranked eighth. You get through another guy after this, presumably he's ranked. You're right there, right? And that's what I want from Gavin Tucker. I think he's talented enough to do it. The one knock on Gavin Tucker that I've had, the one thing I've seen is he's a little bit, you know, he he doesn't take a punch like I would like him to. I wouldn't say he's chin. He's never been knocked out, but, you know, he he, he takes a shot a little rough. He doesn't take it all that that cleanly, and Danny Gay fucking can crack if he can land, but... I'm going to, I'm going Gavin Tucker. I'm out, and he's almost my guy. He's right there, and he's get over the hump. I think he's very talented. I think this fight's gonna be an absolute war. I think this is gonna be an awesome fight. It's gonna really show the best in both guys. I think Gavin Tucker is better than a lot of people give him credit for, and I think Dan Ige is what we thought he was after the Cater fight. So he's got to prove that again against a guy that no one really is talking about. You know, that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to get up for. All right, co-main event. Hate this co-main event. Trash. Misa Serkinov, minus 124 versus Ryan. Superman span, plus 102. Um, it's simple. This is a grudge pick. This is 100% a grudge pick. So listen, I am, well, really, I have a grudge on both sides. So I put a lot of money on Jimmy Crute, one of my first big, big MMA losses, one of my first big, um, I put my face on camera, co-signing a guy, and he loses. He was 20 seconds away from beating Serkinov. Serkinov reverses him and taps him, right? So I don't have a problem with Serkinov. Kinda, but more so Jimmy Crew. Ryan Spann is a guy who I bet on blew up my parlay against Johnny Walker. He had Johnny Walker on fucking skates. He had him hurt and he went for takedowns. Johnny Walker could get knocked out by a my daughter can knock out Johnny Walker. She just punched me in the back before I came in here. She lands out on chin. Johnny Walker's fucking done. 
And he lost me my parlay. Ryan Spann did as an underdog play there against Johnny Walker. So I have more of a bone to pick with uh, with Ryan Spann, and um, I'm gonna pick Serkinov. Send him home. home. Send him home early. And I hope Serkinov gets him out of there. Let me get a little get bit of that. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Hit the bricks. Uh, I don't really like this fight. If I'm being honest with you, I think Spann's gonna want to keep this fight standing. Serkinov has no chin either. Um, but those minute spam fucking hurts Serkinov. He's going to go for a fucking takedown like he did against Walker. It's absurd. And Serkinov, I think, is lights out on the ground. He's a big, strong dude. Um, he, he's got like a weird karate style, but he's he's definitely hittable and his chin is shit. And But if he gets on top of Span, I see it see it being over. That's why I picked Send Him Home. I see Serkinov winning by, uh, by um, um, uh, submission. That's what I'm going to play. I'm sure it's... And it's in the pluses probably, but not nothing crazy because the only way he's going to win. And uh, if he doesn't win by submission, I see him winning by uh, it, the fight ending in an under. You know, so I'm going to cover my ass either way. Not a parlay fight um, because I hate it, but uh, let's get to the main event. Main event, Leon Edwards, minus 265 versus Bilal Muhammad. I love this main event. I do. I like how they put this together. I think it's a great fight. Both guys are 18 and 3. Let me take a little drink of water here. I just chugged that. You're not you're not listening, or if you're listening, I'm sorry, but if you're looking at camera, look at this whole thing of water. Chug the whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I love this fight. I really do. This is Leon Edwards was supposed to fight Cosmo Chimaev. Chimaev's little pussy ass got COVID. You know, oh my lungs, I cough. I can't whatever. Fuck off. Um Blah Muhammad stepped up coming off of uh of a um Lima fight. Uh, excuse me. Fucking what's his not Douglas Lima. It's fucking Diego Lima. God, why can't I think of his name? Coming off a Diego Lima fight where he looked really good. I wanted him to finish, but he ate some leg kicks. So he had to take a little bit before he can take this fight. Took the fight. Plus 215 underdog. I love this this business move by Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad's a good grappler. He's good on the ground. His boxing's coming a long way, but he's heavy on top. He can finish you on top, and, and his pressure is really good. He's not going to get tired. He, his cardio is through the roof. Leon Edwards, though. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but if you go to his Instagram, this dude is fucking jacked. Like, I wouldn't even say jacked because he's 170. He looks lean, but he's fucking cut. His goddamn quads, his legs. Yeah, I'm talking about a man's legs are fuck. Oh, my God. They're huge. So if Leon Edwards decided to add a bunch of muscle, that could be a problem because then he's going to gas in five rounds. He's never had a problem with his cardio in the past. This could be an issue. He's been five rounds before. I think people are maybe looking into it. Maybe I'm overthinking a little bit. Bilal Muhammad's kind of what a lot of people are picking Bilal Muhammad because he's the he's the guy everyone likes. He's funny on Twitter. He's um you know uh, a good fighter, but he, you know funny on Twitter has that show on Thursday nights with Anik Brother. A lot of people back Bilal. You know he trains with a lot of people. He's in walking now. He's in Florida, so he he's got a little bit of a reach. Um, and he's a likable guy, right? He's a likable guy. Uh, good fighter. He's going to want to push the pace here. He's going to get in Leon's face, and he's going to want to try to take him down. I know that's – his game plan is the same as, as it was with uh, Diego Lima. Leon isn't the biggest knockout punch in the world, but he's very fast. His fast hands. He's really good in the clinch. That elbow from the clinch is absolutely brutal. Um, Leon's been put down before. His chin is is he's never been knocked out, but he's been put on his butt before. Uh, Bilal Muhammad's landed a lot of shots in Diego Lima, and that pressure really wilted him. Um, I think Leon knows that. I think Leon's going to come out and throw some kicks. I think he's going to want to prove that he doesn't get to get, you know, he's not going to get taken down. And if you're Leon Edwards, you have to be motivated. This is this is a guy who's been tw- off 20 months or something like that. And against a guy who's been off for 24 days or whatever, someone broke that down on Twitter. And you're Leon Edwards and you're hunting for that title. 
you have to show out here. You have to. That's the only way. I mean, you have to come out, guns a-blazing, and you have to finish Blah Muhammad, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, uh, Vicente Luque was the only one to finish him in the UFC, right? Knocked him out. You got to finish him. Leon Edwards isn't the most prolific finisher in the world, the high, high-level guys he hasn't finished, but you need to finish Bilal to get a title shot. Dana White's already said, it's wrapped up for you, bud. It's on a bow. Take it. But if you come out, lose, obviously, that's the worst-case scenario, but if you come out, look flat and not great, even though Bilal Muhammad can make anybody flat and not great with his pressure and his grappling and his chain wrestling and, and his and his pity-patter strikes all in your face, um, that could be a problem, but... I, I, I like Leon Edwards. I know he's not the most likable guy in the world. I do like him. I think he's going to win this fight. I think he's going to probably win by decision. I'm definitely going to bet the over, whatever they set the over at, probably three and a half. I'm going to bet the over on that. I'm taking Leon Edwards straight up. Again, not a parlay pick. Uh, pick. Minus 265. I think you can do that straight up. I don't mind that. I don't mind in a parlay either. I'm like maybe 60% confident in this. I think he matches up well with Bilal. This is Bilal's. Big step in competition. This is what he's wanted. This is what he's going to get. Um, and Leon Edwards has fought the who's who. I mean, he's fought the champ, and uh, he lost, but he wants a rematch. So with that being said, that's it. That's the show. Um, yeah, I got some fucking fire picks here. Thank you for listening. Again, sound like a fucking broken record. MMA takes podcasts on everything. MMA takes podcasts on YouTube. MMA takes podcasts on what you're watching this on right now, right? Hit the subscribe button. MMA takes podcasts on IG. MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter. If you want me to get a TikTok and start doing fucking TikTok dances, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Just follow me on there. I'm more active on Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter's my favorite, so go follow me on there. But follow me on all of them, right? Rate and review on iTunes. I don't think Spotify does that, but if they do, rate and review on Spotify. Thanks for listening. Fights are this Saturday. I might, I don't know. I don't know what I have to do Saturday. I think my in-laws are in town. I was going to say I might, I might live stream it because I got this fucking gorgeous monitor in front of me. But I think my in-laws are in town, so I don't know. All right, that's it. Ah, oh, hold on, wait. Let me let me take that over. I might cut that out. I'm not going to cut that out. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Boom. Thumbs up. Let's do it. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. You see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.